Hello and welcome to eTalk21 Sports Podcast, sponsored by PointsBet. Looking for a dependable sports book? Download PointsBet app and use promo code ETOFT21 on your first deposit and get a 100% deposit matched up to $2,000. Hello and welcome to the show. Nice little new intro. Let me know, guys, you know, let me know what you think of the new intro. Um, with the new year coming and obviously me wanting to change some stuff, obviously there's going to be some changes coming on. So, you know, feedback is a must. If you guys don't like the intro, let me know. If you like the intro, let me know. Feedback is a must. Great show for you today. Obviously, my boy Nick's going to come on. Him and I are going to talk about the DFS build for the Christmas Eve slate of games. We didn't do the Christmas slate just because with it obviously being Christmas, obviously being um, an NBA's big game, don't want to overwhelm you with stuff. So we're really just going to focus on those Christmas Eve games, build you a DFS lineup for your 50-50 contest. And then my boy David comes on. David and I are going to be talking about what games to lock in for the betting slate this weekend in the NFL. David and I are 23, 13, and 2, picking games. Obviously, that um, we each pick a side. He picks a half, half-time line. I pick a player prop line. So if you've been tailing our picks, you're doing pretty well. Thoughts on the Thursday night game? Yes, I know Zach Wilson sucks. I try to tell you guys. I've somehow turned into this quarterback whisperer. For whatever reason, Robert Sala doesn't want to admit it that Zach Wilson's not the guy. That's it. He's just not the guy. You can tell with what he's done on the field. He has a big sample size. He's just not the guy, and I say it every year. If the quarterback doesn't take that big step forward going from year one to year two, he's got issues. He's he's not the guy, and we're seeing it right now. He's not the guy. You can see in Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, does he still make mistakes? Yes, but he's taken steps. And he's gone in the right direction. That's not what happened with Zach Wilson. He's still making the same mistakes. In fact, he's making worse mistakes. I really think Solom pulled Wilson too soon. I don't think Wilson should have started the game. I think they should have gone with a kid from South Dakota State. That way you at least could have run some quarterback power, some RPO stuff, some more running the ball. And with how much the Jags struggle on defense running the ball, I think that was the play. I think Salah kind of messed us up. And also, we need to remember this. Everyone talks about what a great coach he is. That defense got completely shredded by the Jaguars. Jaguars were moving the ball up and down the field. And there was absolutely nothing that the Jets could done to stop it. So I really think that's something that's being lost is the Jets took advantage of some deep of some I'll say schedule benefits and they're insanely ahead of schedule. They're not a seven and seven team. I've been low on this team. I've been trying to tell you guys they're not that good. I've been trying to tell you guys they can't stop the run. Defense is really overrated. Sauce Gardner was getting burned by Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. I tried to tell you guys Evan Ingram was in line for a breakout season. No one listened. Guys calling, you know, people hating on me for whatever reason. I'm just here. Uncle Rico telling you what's going to happen. And you guys hated, said I didn't know what I was talking about. Boom. Ingram's cashing his profit on his um, receptions over and receiving order. And I do believe I said he was going to be one of the top scoring tight ends in fantasy football. And oh my God, take a look. He's tight end number four. Where are all the haters at? It's always funny to me. And 
I mean, look, I'm doing you guys a favor. I don't need to be posting my stuff. I post my stuff for free. Like, I'm doing you guys a favor. And it's kind of funny to me how all the negativity comes my way when I really don't talk shit. I just kind of stay in my corners, kind of do my things. And I tell you guys the best of my knowledge because I have been around the block. I have experienced this stuff. I am pretty good at this fantasy football stuff. I am exceptionally good at the sports betting stuff. And I'm trying to help you guys because I know how much fun it is when you can make money doing this stuff. And let's face it, with what's going on in the world, everyone needs a little extra cheddar. And that's what I'm trying to do here. So more of the story. If Uncle Rico says something, just just sit back and just listen to old Uncle Rico because Uncle Rico knows what he is talking about. Um, Christmas, I am recording the BTV show with uh, Kyle and Gino later today on the 23rd, Friday the 23rd. It will be, we'll have one pre-recorded on the 24th and the um, um, Christmas Day on the 25th. And then the, uh, the stream is going to be live on Tuesday, so make sure to check that out. But like I said, you know, great show. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We're going to look to make you some money. We're really going to be focusing on NFL today. So let's jump right into it. So no blizzard is going to be stopping my boy David from coming on. He is in blistering cold Colorado right now. Pipes freezing. Dogs can't go out. But he's here. He's here to make you guys some money. We are 23, 13, and 2 following last week. David, how you doing today, my man? Doing well, doing well. Just staying warm, like you mentioned. Staying inside with the pups, hibernating, you know, just uh, looking at where these numbers are showing me where to cash my money because that's all I got the time for right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Um, it's a little weird, though, having to be on Christmas Eve. You know, yeah. it's a little it's a little weird having it be on Christmas Eve. Cause like, I don't know how you are with your Christmas stuff. I'm like insanely last minute. Like yeah. I, like I'm, I'm here at my parents' place in Michigan right now. I have to wrap everything. Plus my mom's birthday is on Christmas Eve. So I got to make sure I do stuff for her. So yeah, it's just the constant. It's, it's going to be a fun day, but a stressful day. I'm sensing tomorrow, man. That's just me. Oh no, That's I, me. I got to run out. I'm, I still have little stocking stuffers I got to get. And I couldn't get out to the store yesterday um, with my last day of work for the week and everything. And so, yeah, this is my day to day to go do that. But because of the coldness, I will be inside. I do have the time to <laughs> wrap gifts and do everything else I need to focus on for that. And it's kind of already started with me. Like David and I had a time we're going to do this at and I'm usually in the central time zone. He's in the mountain time zone. Like I said, I'm visiting my parents. I sent him a text message an hour early because I it didn't register in my head. I had switched times. So that's kind of like <laughs> that. But you know what? When it comes to numbers, it comes to betting. We're on point. It's just right. the Christmas stuff. We're a little bit behind. <laughs> um, for those that are watching for the first time, basically what it is, is David gives a halftime bet he likes. I give a player prop and then we each give a side. David, why don't you kick us off? Okay, yeah, so I usually start with the first half bets, and, you know, as Eric mentioned, so what I'm looking at for first half is actually, I, I like to do totals in a lot of, a lot of times in the first half. Um, in this one, I'm looking at the Raiders-Steelers game. Um, looking at the over 19 in the game. My model's projecting this more at like 26, 27 points for the first half. Really good edge here. Um, you know, we're talking about some defenses, especially for like the Raiders. 
that they have a rushing defense but in the bottom tier, um, you know, ranked 28th. Their passing defense is ranked 22nd. Pittsburgh, not much better rushing defense, ranked 17. That's obviously a big strength for the Raiders for themselves. Passing defense, a lot better for the Raiders, you know, number eight. But they like to use their back as receivers too. And Devontae Adams is, you know, always a force. So, uh, and getting Darren Waller back, you know, they, they really can open it up a little bit more than I think, um, you know, around that passing defense for the Steelers. So personally to me, um, that is kind of where I'm looking at it all. Uh, I, I really like the over in this one for the first half. I like the over for the full game too. I think you just have a little bit better edge uh, in the first half of the game. So I'm going over 19 Raiders Steelers. I like it. Raiders defense sucks. That's, yeah, that's my exactly sucks. that Steelers, you know, with Harris, did you know Harris's number was going to be the first first offensive player retired? Really? Yeah, he was going to be the first offensive player player's number to be retired by the Steelers. Hmm. Um, that was supposed to be the Sunday. He passed away a couple of days ago, tragically. So, you know, are you going to have that motivation there? Yeah, I think I think the Steelers could easily put up over nineteen by themselves in the first half. Probably. Yeah. Um, exactly. And I always appreciate you being very much, you know, cutting right through my stuff and going. They just, they just suck, man. They suck. Sometimes they, sometimes they have to dumb it down. You know, dumb it down for me. You know, they just have to dumb it down for me. Um, I went with DJ Moore over 52 and a half. Now, my one thing is with these player props, you have to look. There's a lot of weather issues on these outdoor stadiums. So, like, I really feel with these wet – with um, the player props, you need to look for the Saturday slate of games – where there's going to be no weather or they're going to be playing indoors. That's why I went to DJ Moore over 52 and a half yards receiving. Darnold has made it clear that Moore is his clear cut number one. He's gone over this total two out of three games, um, like two games against the Lions. He's averaging seven receptions, 142 yards. Last nine games, the Lions have given up the most yards and receptions to opposing wide receivers. And for the season, they've given up the most yards to opposing wide receivers. I think DJ Moore is going to have a field day here, picking on that weakness of that Lions secondary. So I went DJ Moore over 50, 52 and a half yards receiving. Yeah, it's really great. Really great angles that you're looking at there, especially indoor, outdoor, where they're at. Um, See, yeah, I could take yeah. a lesson from you. You could just say, yeah, Lions defense sucks. You know, but <laughs> I – and it does. It absolutely does. I mean, ranked 29th in the rush and 19th in the past. Like, yeah, that's what I was looking for when, when I'm hearing that from you. Is like, I, I go look exactly how much they suck, and they're in the bottom third tier. So, I agree. Yeah, they're they're bad. They're bad. My baby lions, and I'm rocking the I'm rocking the winter hat right now, trying to stay warm. <laughs> um, what uh, what do you uh, what do you have for your side? Yeah, so for the full game, I'm looking at the uh, Texans-Titans game. Um, I'm going Titans minus three here. You know, um, me and you pushed on this game last week. Um, and, you know, we I went Chargers, you went Titans. It fell right on the number. And, you know, so I, I just really, though, for this matchup, this is where the number, I think, is more in their favor. I mean, you were talking about a really, really, really bad defense for the Texans here. Uh, 27, 24, they're, they're passing, um, offense and rushing offense is no better in the bottom tier 31, 32, like the, the Titans defense is going to stand up against that. Their offense is obviously going to be better. Um, you know, just even with Malik Willis, I mean, 
I, I do not mind him running this this offense for them. I think the defense is going to stand up and win this game for the Titans overall, just based on where I'm looking at um, from a pure offense to defense perspective on these numbers. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If you were Vrabel, last game, would you have gone for two? Yeah. It just didn't make sense to me why he didn't go for two. Right. I would have. I mean, you have the best goal line weapon probably in the history of the NFL and Derrick Henry. You have Tannehill, whose like, ankle is hanging on probably by one ligament at this point. Right. And you were down numerous defensive starters. Starters exited that game. Yep. I just I, – I don't understand. I Yeah, I agree with the play. I think the Texans are being a little bit overvalued their last two weeks going against the Cowboys and going against the Chiefs. Those games were at home. Um mm-hmm. And they don't have Damian Pierce. Brandon Cooks may not play. You know, so this Titans defense with Jeffrey Simmons should be able to eat. And like you said, Texans defense isn't that good. They can't stop the run. Henry, I believe, in his career is averaging over 150 yards against him. I think Henry's just going to run all over him. I think it's going to be a huge Derrick Henry day. I agree. I agree completely. Was that more poetic? Did I, did I do it? It was. It was, it was very nice. It was well said. Very. <laughs> um. My next play is I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm going in the same game. Um, I am going Carolina Panthers plus the three. Um, you know, last month the Lions have been playing great. They're three DVOA, but I think this is where we need to sell them at getting three or higher. Golf, California kid, he's only 25% ATS as a road favorite when you get to week 15 and later. Why is that playing outdoors, warm weather kid? It's supposed to be in the 30s. There's going to be no wind, but it's going to be cold in Carolina on um, on Saturday. Golf road favorite in an outdoor stadium in general is 39%. We need to remember majority of those games happened when he played for the Rams, which were a good team back then. Um so he just doesn't perform well in the cold. Lions have covered eight straight games. Teams that have covered eight straight are 40% ATS. Um, I just think the Lions are getting a little bit overvalued. They're getting a little bit too buzzy. We're hearing NFL TV and NFL channel, those guys talking about them. They're starting to be featured on ESPN more. They're just becoming a little bit too mainstream right now. I think this is the perfect time to fade them. I'll take Carolina plus the three. Yeah, I actually, my model showing this more as a pick them game. Um, so, I mean, already, um, and I love, I love home dogs. I always yeah. do across any sport. I love home dogs. Um, I actually, as I was, as, as I was listening to you, I was trying to pull up the game real quick. Cause I'm really, I would be more tempted to play the money line. It's in a good spot. Plus plus one twenty five. Um, anything over plus plus one twenty to me has great value for a money line bet. Obviously points at home always helps. Um, I just, I would even, go one step further and and go for the money line play with this, with this kind of game. Yeah. I, I think the Lions lose it. It pains me to say that. I think they lose it. I think their playoff dashes or hope are slaughter this game, but you know what? I'm only going to play the three. So that way I can still root for them to win. Root for a game <laughs> going for two on the last play. You, you know, it's not the same kind of win-win situation. Like I was, I was on a plus 10 minus 10, you know, kind of situation. You're talking a field goal, like to to try and get a a Lions win in a in a cover, like that. I know. Is... <laughs> but I mean, like, like for me personally, money line. I don't play in 
obviously like betting baseball, betting hockey, betting soccer is different, mm-hmm. but in like basketball and um, uh, football, plus 150 is usually my cutoff line. Okay. That's kind of like usually, usually like my cutoff line. If it's anything less than 150, you know, I, I won't play it, but that, that's just me to each their own. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at least you know your line. <laughs> like, I mean, that's I mean, of- everybody's got a line. I hear you on that. I guess you know, from my perspective, the like I look at the average um, difference of a win uh, for a lot of these teams in those kinds of spread sports, right? Because a lot of people mistake, uh, in my opinion, a lot of people mistake uh, spread sports for not being a money line sport, and um, that's where I think you lose money because you're playing juice to get the points instead of taking just the win. And so that's where my my line is the opposite of you. I don't care what the money line is showing. I care about where the spread is because the average point differential on something like NBA is like 11 point win. Um, so if I see something that's sitting around like a plus three for a team, I'm just taking their money line or even yeah. a plus four or five, whatever. Like I'm just taking their money line. But when that number gets up to that, you know, plus nine, 10, 11, that's when I will stick on the spread. Um, so that's why, you know, the opposite is true for me when, when I'm seeing those plus threes and, uh, the only difference for me though, is in NFL, when I'm seeing the number more around a four or five as a away team, I will play the spread, but as a home home dog, I will take the money line all day because I want the, I want the extra cash. I want the extra cash. I don't want to pay the juice. You know me. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to play yeah. juice where I don't have to. So yeah, I always. Yeah, like yesterday, like I liked. Um, oh my god, what was the basketball team I liked? That was home. I was kidding. I liked Missouri a lot against yeah. Illinois. So I mean, I usually if it's over one hundred and fifty, I'll play the both. So like last last night, I had Missouri plus the two hundred and fifty, and then I think there were plus like seven, seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'll I'll double up and I'll play both. And it was kind of interesting, like my boy, my boy Brad, who kind of took me under his wing. He actually used to he actually used to book, um, book numbers back in the day, and he told me what he would do for like the general type Joe Public type guy is he would always if it was he would offer a lot of five and five and a halves to them. Yeah, just because like you have the casual guy. Oh. I'll just use a random team like the oh, 49ers are better than the commanders. And I know the lines at six mm-hmm. and a half, seven, depending on your book right now. Right. But let's say it was at five. Most people would be like, oh, they should win this game. It's only a touchdown. Let's take that. So that's how he would kind of like manipulate people back in the day. Yeah. I mean, and that's and that's exactly where I get at with that. Right. The manipulation piece of it of, you know, um, people don't think of those sports as money line sports. And yeah. I and that's where I go. Um, to place my money because people don't think of it that way. And that's not where the public money is at that point. So, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. David, thanks for coming on. I wish you and your family a good, safe Christmas. Stay warm. Good luck getting your stocking stuffers today, my friend. Appreciate it, Eric. Thank you very much. And uh, same to you and your family. Wish you all a great Christmas. And uh, I know we'll be talking more. If you guys are not giving my boy David at BetterDP21 on Twitter and the Instagram a follow, you're missing out on money. One of the sharpest guys I know. Really happy I can call this guy a friend. Him and I have been talking about betting the last two years. One of the few guys, there are two guys in this world that will blindly tail a bet. One of them is my boy Brad who taught me everything I know. The other one's David. 
if David is talking to me about something and it's something I haven't looked at, he's like, dude, you need to bet this. I will bet that. This guy knows his shit. Make sure to give him a follow. Now we're going to shift our attention over to fantasy football. Now, after talking betting, we're shifting our attention over to fantasy football. And who better to come on than Nick, a.k.a. NAA Fantasy on Twitter. Nick, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing great. How are you, Eric? You know what? Um, I'm a little disappointed, my friend. I was expecting Snowmageddon. You know, I'm here in the hotbed of Meyer, which is a staple in mid-Michigan, stocking up on supplies, seeing people fight over water bottles and toilet paper to wake up to four inches. Yeah, it's more I like mean, Antarctica here. So negative three right now with a wind chill of negative 35. <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. You should see if you could walk to the end of your street and back. That would be funny. <laughs> My beard would freeze. <laughs> um, no, but it is, it is a little cold out. Um, but And that's obviously we're going to have to keep that in, um, in consideration when we're doing these fantasy football builds. Um, but we're going to sure. get to that later. Um, it's always good to kind of take, take a time and look back and reflect um what do you feel last week was your uh your best hits in the dfs uh on saturday you know the cousins jefferson stack obviously worked out in the first half it was looking real bad but uh they definitely uh, turned it on and made the uh historic comeback in the second half so uh that really worked out and was able to uh get us some good numbers in dfs on sunday uh, my boy, Juwan Johnson, your boy, Juwan Johnson, but he's now my boy because I love Juwan Johnson and you David Montgomery was a good one too. You are starting to develop a little man crush on Juwan Johnson. <laughs> I am. The guy is a red zone target machine. <laughs> I mean, to what, 22 points last week. Come on. Yeah. He's balling out. He's playing good. And I'll, I'll tell you what I'm in one league. I'm in my semifinals and I had a big decision to make, and now you can tell me if you think I made the right one. I had Jawan Johnson, Evan Ingram, and and Dallas Goder or whatever the hell his name is. I didn't pay up play Jawan Johnson because my fear of the weather. Yeah. And then I didn't play Evan Ingram because of my fear of the weather. Okay. Let's say you, my friend. So you played Dallas. Um, yeah. that's, a t- I, that's, that's a tough call, but I, I do think benching Juwan Johnson was the right call this week. Um, Evan Ingram, you know, he did, he did do well last night, but I, I don't know. I mean, Dallas could get those same numbers though. I think coming back. And I mean this, yeah, he did. He put up 18 points, dude. I know. Um, um I do we'll say this is time to meet a tout because I said Evan Ingram is going to be this year's Dalton Schultz. Evan Ingram right now, tight end four. Just saying, just saying. Evan Ingram, tight end four on the year. Yeah, one of the one of the better calls. Yeah, it was uh, Evan Ingram. You know, has really stepped it up over the past few weeks. So uh, Lawrence is liking him. And it's working out for them because they're winning games. So, And then also, you know, I apologize. One of the joys of recording at my parents' place is random phone calls. So, <laughs> um, 
nice. you know, I apologize for those listening about that. Now, um, question two, if you could change one thing up from last week, what would it be and why? Uh, you know, Saturday, I know we got unlucky with Jonathan Taylor going down. There's not much or, you can do with that. There's I know, honestly I not I much you can do with that. Yeah, that was unlucky. Um, but I would say Alex Pierce, if I could, you know, in hindsight, you know, he did lay a big old goose egg. egg. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but literally nothing. He got a <laughs> big old, big old goose egg there. So, um, you know, again, hindsight being 2020, I guess that was the mistake there on Sunday. I really loved Herbert. I thought he was going to spread the ball around. They were going to do really well. And he just kind of threw up a dud. Um, so in hindsight, yeah, that was interesting I, guess, game. I was really expecting a lot more from him. Every, I knew everyone in their aunt was on the over. That should have been the downside where we knew that we were going to be screwed on that. Um, yeah. Now we're going to shift our attention to start sits. And I really need to apologize right now because I, totally spaced with the holiday running around everything that zay jones played last night and someone set in the question zay jones or george pickett if you are that listener and i'm sorry i'm trying to thumb through my dms right now to give you a formal apology but of course i can't find you right now so i'm apologizing to you right now if you are listening to this um message me and then uh, I will, I will find a way. Uh, you know what? I have a lovely Etoff two one T-shirt. The uh, the gift that keeps on giving. I will gladly mail mail you one of those as a peace offering. Now let's now let's start six. First one, Tyler Huntley or Tom Brady? Uh, I got to go with Tom Brady. Uh, you know, Huntley just has not looked great in his two starts since Lamar went down. Um, I expect the Ravens to keep running the ball a lot here too. Um, and Brady's got a decent matchup. He's playing indoors in a must-win game to they because they got to stay ahead in the division. I mean, their division is terrible, but they they still are in first place, two games under 500. And you know, I know Tom Brady still wants to make the playoffs somehow. So I think he's gonna I think he's gonna do decent, couple passing touchdowns, over 250 yards passing there. I uh, you know what uh, another a different league. And it's kind of funny, like the my two best teams, my quarterbacks on one team are Jalen Hurts, the other team is on um Justin Fields. So it's mm-hmm. kind of weird how my best two teams are running quarterbacks. And obviously I have no feel no no hurts this week, so I'm starting Tom Brady. I'm a little okay. bit worried about that. Um Deshaun Watson or Geno Smith? Geno for sure. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's going to he's gonna have to throw the ball to keep up with Casey's offense in this game. Um, the weather's supposed to be pretty bad in Cleveland, too, so I don't think that Watson will be getting a lot of points there. I mean, he may run a little bit, but he's not going to be throwing the football. I think Watson's looked putrid since he's Yeah, he, yeah, yeah he's that's the other thing, too. He's looked yards, bad. <laughs> I know people are saying he's back, but I just, I just don't see it with him. I think it's going to be a little bit of a while before we see him, you know, kind of get back because we need to remember he was like a top four quarterback in the league. Yeah. Let's wait for him till next year. I, I think that's when he'll be back. <laughs> um, now let's shift our attention. Uh, this guy needs one and it's a half point PPR. Roheem Mostert, Dante Foreman, or DeAndre Swift. Again, half point PPR only needs one. 
Yeah, this one's interesting. I mean, Swift is more involved in the passing game than the other two, but uh, I'm going to go with Raheem Mostert. He had a great game last week, and Jeff Wilson might not play. Uh, he's kind of iffy right he's now. and Yeah, and I think even if he does play, he's not going to be a full go, in my opinion. So Mostert's playing at home, and he's also playing against the Packers' awful run defense. So I got to go with Mostert to get you more points. He may not get you the receptions, but... Again, it's only half point PPR, so I think uh, I think Mostert's gonna be the guy to get you more points there. Zach Moss, Antonio Gibson, half point PPR. I gotta I gotta go with Zach Moss here, you know, because he's gonna get the start with Taylor out and the Chargers D. They're actually twenty eighth against the run right now. And Gibson is just trending in the wrong direction for me. He's like B-Rob is just taking over there. And Gibson's not really getting uh, much anymore. He's not getting much love. Um, no. Darren Waller or Gallus Gobert? I can never see it. How do you say his last name? I always want to Goddard? say Rudy Gobert. You know what I mean? Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I, think like it's you- Go- I think it's pronounced Goddard. I always like want to say Rudy Gobert. <laughs> eh, we'll have to ask him one day. <laughs> I'll shoot him a DM. Yeah, exactly. There you go. So, you know, this one's this one's tough. I mean, Waller came back last week. He had three catches for 48 and a touchdown. Um, but I'm going to go with Goddard over Waller be- just because Minshew starting and the two did have good chemistry when they played uh, one game last last year together, Minshew started, and um, I think Goddard had 105 yards receiving on six catches. So uh, Minshew's going to need a security blanket against the Cowboys' defense. I mean, he hasn't played. You know, he's going to need a little check down. Uh, so I think uh, Goddard gets some uh, good attention here. I don't mean to be an asshole. I think – <laughs> Minshew sucks, dude. I I, no. think, I have never seen a shittier quarterback get more love because he wears jean shorts with his ball sack hanging out. I have never like. I think he's awful. I think, he's but he has a great mustache though. He's awful. He's <laughs> name me one thing he does well. Besides, oh, I know, I know. I'm not saying he's good. Like a fool. You know, I'm like saying he's going to need his check down uh, security blanket. So oh, I agree with you. I, I was just. <laughs> Um, all right, so now obviously, you know, there's two slates. I love I love days like this, but um Sunday's Christmas, it's the family time, you know. We're not gonna be focusing on that. We're gonna just gonna be focusing on the Saturday slate, deeper slate, no Sunday slate, only the only the um only the Saturday slate. If you have any questions, uh ooh, you have any questions. Feel free to DM Nick or myself. Schefter just tweeted out, Nico Collins, done for the year. Oh, ouch. Nico Collins, done for the year. Um, now, let's uh, let's shift our attention to the build here. Um, obviously, how Nick and I like to do this, this is for your cash game lineups. We have certain parameters at, at each position. We're going to start off. Um, with our defense, what is a low price defense you feel we could pay down for? So I actually like the Washington commanders. Uh, I know they're playing on the road. 
across the country, but they're getting Chase Young back, and the Commanders are actually top 10 DVOA, um, playing against a rookie quarterback who's bound to have a uh, little bit of a letdown. And, uh, you know, it's a big game, but I think they're going to be hyped up because Chase Young is coming back. Commanders are only 3,700, so they're not, um, you know, in that high price. They're also not the bottom end either, but uh, they're still opening things up for us in the lineup. And, I mean, also we need to remember, I really feel like there's there's one guy that DMs me all the time. And don't get me wrong, he's a great guy. Him and I, have, you know, we've had back and forth and everything, and he – he always calls me out because my hatred on the 49ers. And I'm like, dude, I'm sitting on them 11 to one to win it all. So I really don't have hate for the 49ers. Um, I'm heavily invested. (laughs) Commander best defense. This kid has played. Yeah. And let's face it. There is a reason why he was drafted that low. Now, could he morph into something? Yeah. Possible. Possibly could morph into something, but he, whatever, that is, he's not that right now. And we need to remember that while we talk about Purdy and everything he's doing. I mean, he's due for regression, man. Yep. His footwork isn't that good. He's not that strong. I, I, I agree here. Let's 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 lock in the commanders at 3700. Um, now we need to go, we need to look at the quarterback position. Now, obviously, this was priced. FanDuel did their pricing, obviously, when it was bought that um um excuse me that Lamar Jackson was going to be starting okay because they have Huntley down at 6700 um obviously they did know about Willis cuz Willis is priced up at 66 um i look at it like this we can go Allen Mahomes Burrow those are our top tier options over 8 grand or we could pay down fields or pay down for Huntley what do you think I I gotta go with fields here um you know the Bills defense is obviously really good um but they are 24th DVOA against the run since Von Miller got hurt so um you know fields can definitely run the football there uh and the wind conditions are going to really play a factor in that game too because Soldier Fields on the lakefront and they're calling for 35 to 40 mile an hour winds on the lake there. So I don't think Fields is going to be throwing the ball too much. Not that he really does anyway, uh, but he's going to be using his feet a lot. Um, so I think under 8,000 Fields is a way to go. I still, I'm still not trusting Huntley here. Now, you know, a little bit of a side discussion. Um, on the ETOF21 sports show earlier in the week, uh, Jack Fitzpatrick from the DR of Sportsbook we're talking and this one of the talking points was are we at the point right now we have to consider taking Justin Fields next year in the first round of the fantasy football draft that's a good question well just hear Um, me out we've all been wired running back running back running back running back running back but if we have a guy like Fields a guy like Hurt just a Jalen hurts. Right. <clears throat> and these guys are routinely putting up like, dude, think about it like this fields before the new England game averaged 12 points a game. Yeah. Since that game, he's averaged close to 30. 
Yeah, because he seems to break a 40-yard touchdown every game now. <laughs> but, but no, I guess my thing is, is it's like with him scoring that much, you look at the running backs everyone took early. The only one that, you know, is somewhat living up is you can make an argument, you know, CMC the last couple weeks, but not for the whole year. For the whole year, it's been Eckler and maybe Henry. Those yeah. two, that's it. Right. So – I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting talking point we had this this past week. Um, you just have to, uh, yeah. You just have to weigh the pros and cons of <clears throat> if that quarterback gets injured. <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously that's a big if, you know. And obviously, yeah. we're seeing like after people coming off career seasons, them t- regressing. Sure. Um, I do. Now let's shift our attention to the tight end position. In terms of tight end, who who are we kind of looking at here for you? I mean, obviously, we got the elephant in the room. Are we going to pay up for Kelsey, or are we going to go Mark Andrews, or is there a sneaky, you know, your boys on the slate too? Do we go like a lower budget to Juan Johnson? What do you think we do here? Uh, I think we got to pay up for Kelsey here. Um, you know, he's a must as the Seahawks give up the second most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. So uh, they also give up the third most touchdowns to opposing tight ends. So Kelsey leads the league, you know, in targets. So in it's red zone lit- targets. Think about red that. Red zone targets. Yeah. He leads the league in red zone targets. Yeah. The whole league. Yeah. Everybody. It's against yeah. the team that gives up what do they give up? The third most touchdowns to opposing tight ends. Yeah. I mean, him get he he's got he's gonna get in the zone this week. He's gonna be scoring a tutty, you have to figure. For sure. Against the Seahawks, I don't think there's any doubt. I, you know, that he gets in there at least once. <laughs> so I, we got to pay up for him. I, I, I'm not trusting Andrews right now. Him and Huntley don't seem to be on the same page. So, And there's no way I'm, I'm trusting Taysom Hill. We don't know what we're going to get from no. Gilbert. Um, Taysom Hill's too expensive to uh, take that gamble. All right. So right now we got Fields, Kelsey, and the Commander's D. Now we need to look at running back. Running back, some interesting choices. You know, we could pay up for Henry, CMC, or Cook, or there's plenty of mid-tier options with, um, you know, Kamara's price down. Um, we could go even cheaper to uh, Miles Sanders. We got Dobbins. We got Walker. We got James Cook. We got the, the two Lions running backs. We got, you know, Stevenson and Barkley on the higher end. Um, Pacheco. At sixty seven hundred, B Rob at sixty six hundred. Who um, who do you think we should go with here? I like Alvin Kamara. Actually, I know he's had kind of a down year, but I think this is an opportunity at only seventy four hundred. Uh, that I mean, the Browns are thirty first DVOA defending the run, and with the weather and the winds that, like I talked about earlier, that are going to be going on uh, in Cleveland. I think it's realistic for him to have 20 plus carries in this game. Uh, so I think, I think at 7,400, he's a good, uh, a good lower end play on the, you know, on the top end of the price range. Top end of the spectrum. All right. Yeah. Um, next. What other uh, running back are you looking at? So low budget running back. I'd like to throw in there is James Cook again. Uh, I do. Oh he's, 
he's he's starting to trend up there. I thought Singletary was going to start taking over, but <clears throat> looks like Cook is your boy's going to be uh, taking over the reins there. So the Bears are awful against the run, and like I said, the weather, you know, high winds in in Chicago. Uh, I expect the the rushing game to be you know full on there. So I think uh, Cook at he's only fifty three hundred. I think it's great to put him in there because it opens up a lot of other doors. And I mean, if he gets 10 rushes, you're going to get the number. You know, if you right. get 10 rushing attempts, I think, I mean, realistically expend, expecting 10 rushing attempts from James Cook, I think is very feasible. Um, all right. So right now we got Justin Fields, Alvin Kamara, James Cook, Travis Kelsey, and the commander's defense. Let's shift our attention over to the wide receiver position. What is your mindset? looking at the wide receiver position this week? You know, we really want to target wide receivers that are playing indoors um, because of all the potential weather impact in these outdoor games across the country. Um, so I'm really looking at, uh, you know, in teams that are playing indoors and those wide receivers. Um, so, you know, my first guy I'm looking at is actually Drake London. Um, the Drake. The Drake. <laughs> the Drake. He's got a 43% target share last week. And the last two games, he's averaging 10.5 fantasy points, 11.5 targets, 6.5 receptions, and 65 yards. Um, so, you know, there he's 25th in the NFL in red zone targets and 13th um, in uh, red zone touchdowns. So I think those are good numbers at only 6,400 to uh, take a run at that with it being inside. Yeah, you know, definitely, you know, I feel definitely worth a gamble right there going after um, going after London and him and Ritter seem to have a, a pretty good rapport going back and forth. Um, okay, and I like that strategy. You know, there's going to be a lot of – I really feel people are going to target the digs and those, those type of guys when we're – it's going to be a bad day. It's going to be windy, cold. Um Next wide receiver position, what are you looking at? I like Darius Slayton, um, you know, playing against the Vikings. Uh, the only team worse than the Lions allowing explosive plays are the Vikings. Um, you know, Dantzler returned last week and looked worse than he did before the injury, allowing only which, which is hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he was allowing over 60 yards on a touchdown in coverage so you know it's pretty uh pretty tough to get worse than that but yeah he looked bad which like, is yeah. being that bad is like fucking hard to do man i mean that shit is yeah. hard um yeah i like that play he's kind of established himself as a clear number one vikings defense is awful um so we got one wide receiver, one flex position left. Last wide receiver position. Who who are you looking at? So I'm looking at DJ Moore. I know, I know. I said indoors, but this one, you know, the weather shouldn't be that bad out there. Um, the Lions are giving up the third most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. In the last nine games, the Lions have given up the most yards and receptions to opposing wide receivers. So I think mm -hmm. DJ Moore is a good play here, um, you know, for a game that I think the Lions are are really going to lose. Sorry, bud. But, uh, I think they're going to lose too, dude. Like I'm <laughs> early – you know what? Spoiler alert. Early Earlier in the podcast, uh, David, a.k.a. Better DP 21 on Instagram and Twitter – 
him and I always give out our best bets. My best bets for this week, given on the podcast, were DJ Moore over 52 and a half yards receiving and the Panthers plus the three. Nice. So there you uh, go. I completely agree with you, man. Like You're on it. <laughs> Aduka, Adoko, Aduka, whatever, however you pronounce his name, he's been better. But, you know, this it's definitely an issue with this team how bad their secondary is. Their defense has been playing a lot better, but I really think that's because of what the defensive line, Hutchinson being able to get to the QB, um, and their linebackers are able to do. Their secondary is still an absolute nightmare and is something that needs to be addressed in this draft for the uh, for the Lions. Um, Very true. <clears throat> let me ask you this when we're talking about the Lions and everything. I heard this. I was re- messing around on Twitter, and um, – this person tweeted out, and I'm not going to give this person any credit because they work for the NFL Network. Um, their statement was this. With how much the coaches seem to be taking to Dan Campbell, I think we're going to see free agents starting to want to play in Detroit for lesser money. I mean, just like, you know what I mean? It's kind of an interesting statement. Yeah, I mean, I think he, I think players can gravitate towards him, but playing for less money? Well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know. You know. I know what yeah, you mean. I mean, it's like speaking, you want that. Historically speaking, Detroit's been a, been a place to get the free agent that has to overpay. I guess that that that's the point yeah. I was trying to Yeah, okay. I, I got it. I mean, I, I like... I like the atmosphere that seems to be going on and the camaraderie that seems to be going on in Detroit. So I think they're on trend. They're trending up. Um, so yeah, you could see some, you could see some surprising names end up in Detroit next year. I don't, I don't disagree with that. So it's an interesting thing. Now we got one more spot and it's the flex. Are we going to go double tight end? Go a little Kelsey Andrews double team there. Do we? Are we going to find another wide receiver? Do we go running back here? What What are we doing in the flex here? Well, we've got seventy four hundred left. I'm not going with Andrews. I'm not double stacking tight end. Sorry. I know. I know you love Andrews and Kelsey, but I'm not double stacking it here. Um, I'm liking. Zeke Elliott at 7,400 to fill out the lineup. He's actually scored between 14 and 18 points in each of his last seven games. That's, oh, wow. that's, that's consistency right there. Um, yeah. I can't, I can't really go away from that uh, at 7,400. So this game should play like a playoff game. Um, the script could even turn even more in Zeke's favor with Hertz being down and uh, or being out for the Eagles and uh, Minshew coming in where, you know, he could produce some turnovers and Dallas could just run, run, run on them. So I think Zeke, a play with Zeke in here is just, you know, you can't really pass it up. I mean, it's, it's tough. To, it's tough. Um, you know, in Philly, obviously the one thing where they've really quote unquote struggled with is what defending the run this year, um, you know, I'm pulling it up right now. The last two weeks, it has gotten better, 
you know, they are a top 10 team defending the run, but you look at their overall, um, overall stats, that's been their one, um, their one weak part this year has been defending the run, struggling to stop the run. I know they got Jordan Davis coming back, but he's still not a hundred percent. Yeah. For the yeah. year here, sorry, they're 20th DVOA defending the run. Yeah. So, and look at, look at last week with the bears. I mean, fields and Montgomery had great days. Yeah. They were running all over him. Um, so our DFS lineup is Justin Fields, Alvin Kamara, James Cook, Drake London, DJ Moore, Darius Slayton, Travis Kelsey, Zeke Elliott, and the Commanders defense. Now we are not going to give you a Sunday, a Sunday slate, but we will say this: looking at the games, my two senses, obviously defense. You either play the the Broncos or the um, whatchamacallit's defense, the um, the Rams defense. You play one of those defenses, and then you I, – I think you got to look to take players in the Miami-Green Bay game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think really – I really feel that's the way you got to attack this Sunday slate. And, um, you know – Fournette or uh, Rashad White, whoever you're feeling dirty with, that's you play in the Bucks game. Play that running back. So uh, <laughs> running back to the Buccaneers, Broncos or Rams D, and then stock up on Packers or Dolphins. Nick, thanks for coming on. I want to wish you and yours a Merry Christmas. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media? Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. You can find me at NAA Fantasy on Twitter. Thanks, I'm Eric. Sure. Always a pleasure. Hey, man, anytime. Always enjoy talking. We'll be back next week and giving the build. Um, you know what? Stay warm, my friend. That's it for today's podcast. Please, 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 please make sure to give my boy Nick at NA Fantasy a follow on Twitter and my boy David at BetterDP21 a follow on Instagram and Twitter. Make I'm wishing everyone a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. We'll be back next week. The stream will be back on Tuesday. I appreciate everyone's support. Every year, this ETOP21 sports scene seems to be getting better. I definitely got a vision where I'm looking to uh, looking to get to. So make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast. Anything you guys do helps me along. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Make sure you follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Until next week, boys and girls, let's make some money.